Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Jacob's Dangerous Episode. Be sure to give us a like and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Jake Dingus Show. Joining me today, Midas Pod. Welcome to the program. How are we doing, sir? Pretty good. How are you doing? I am getting the shit kicked out of me with snow right now, but we can get all into that. <laughs> but before we get cracking on too much, let the people know where they can find you at. You can find me at uh, Midas Pod which is just M-E-D-U-S-P-O-D.com or uh, funfactfriday.com uh, or I'm just meet us or D-E meet us on all the socials. Um, you know, I'm out there. You, pretty easy to get a hold of. Awesome, awesome. Guys, be sure to give him a like and follow as well. So we were talking a little bit before we went live um, just a bit about like our locations and things like that. And you are you said a concealed carry permit instructor to like is that yes. your profession oh that's a that, side gig okay yeah <laughs> yeah i mean just all the hobbies so what are you are you a firearms enthusiast did you have do you have background in military or law enforcement or what what's been your relationship with firearms because i think it's one of those things it can be kind of a divisive subject unfortunately even talking about firearms but right. you know i it's kind of interesting for me because you know i own firearms you know and like it's i have a respect for them and anyone you know in the i don't know what you want to call it the armament field so why don't you talk <laughs> a little bit about what got you into yeah into weapons well, handling so um when i we, we grew up in west texas uh and yeah you did me and my brothers (laughs) um and it was our nearest neighbor was about a mile away we were in the desert there were coyotes uh rattlesnakes lots of dangerous animals and we we weren't allowed to go out and play unless we had a firearm with us and this is when i was a very young child um you know five six Uh, my brother was eight or nine and we had a little 410 shotgun that we had to have with us to protect ourselves and yep. we were taught from as soon as we could see and understand what a gun was you know we were taught to have respect for it uh what it could do and what it should and shouldn't do just like any other tool um so we knew it was not a toy uh the bb guns were toys right that was a separate thing um and it was just about education um and understanding so it just went from there and then as I got older, um, my dad was a concealed carry instructor also on the military base nearby. And he was, you know, he'd get a little older. So he's like, you know, standing up for eight hours straight a day and then going out to the, to the firing range and keeping my eye on these people and whatnot. I need help. So I started helping him out and then, you know, just kind of gone from there. Uh, I'm not, a, you know, gun nut own a million guns aim mainly cause that's prohibitively expensive, but, um, <laughs> I try and know as much as I can about them and I try and teach and advocate for safety and information and knowledge uh, about them and what they shouldn't, shouldn't be used for. Right. Yeah. And I think it's unfortunately in this country, sometimes we politicize or over politicize too many issues and it's hard to have reasonable conversations about stuff. It like, is. It's very hard. I, like I, I think 
you know, the Second Amendment right is a good thing. I also think, like, maybe cuckoo bananas people probably shouldn't have, like, easy access to, you know, well, high-caliber semi-automatic weapons. There seems to, me, to be, like, I think both of those things is okay, right? Yeah, it's 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 okay to, to, to hold two beliefs at the same time if they're both reasonable. Um, <laughs> to, to me, um, it's a cultural problem and a mental health problem not not a firearms problem mm-hmm. um any any dangerous thing in the hands of a crazy person can be dangerous right yeah. um and there used to be taught a lot more about personal responsibility respect for life respect for others lives um i don't know kind of i kind of feel like there's like an almost a narcissism now that mm-hmm. so many people have that yeah. uh the I everything's is more about them. important than the we sometimes exactly exactly it used to be you'd have communities and um the communities was the community of people that lived near each other um now for example i'm part of a, a bunch of different podcasting communities voice acting communities mm-hmm. different things and i've never met a lot of these people we do have meetups occasionally but on the whole you never meet these people in real life yeah and there's something different about that you know not sure. ever talking to your neighbors versus, you know, but you're on online every night with this echo chamber of people, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, you really said it well with the echo chamber because that's so much I've seen, you know, like, like I'm not old, but I'm old enough to remember, like I remember pre-internet kind of thing. Right. And it's, seeing the growth of i don't want to say like the growth of social media but it's like you know the growth of like talking spaces and you know just ways to have your opinions or whatever out there there's like if you think that the sky is red then there's 10,000 other people on the internet that also share that belief that the sky is red with you. So you're like, oh, well, all of us can't be wrong, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And there's just enough trolls that will go along with something because oh, they think it's funny. It. Yeah, and they'll push it along and, and nurture it. Yeah. Um, like the guy with the, the birds are fake guy. Have you seen this guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so birds he, are fake. They're, they're a, a drone or government whatever. Drones. Government yeah, drones, yeah, they're watching yeah. you. That was all parody. But yeah. he found just enough crazy people and then enough trolls mm-hmm. to push along with it that it became yeah. this big, huge thing. Right. And that was the same with like um, uh, Pizzagate, right? 4chan. That's so like, oh, oh yeah. Like Shop is, you know, the, or I don't remember the whole thing, but it was like, there was, wasn't it in DC? And there was like conjecture that it was like a government sex trafficking ring out of this like pizza shop or something like that right something something (laughs) along those lines um yeah it's like okay yeah those those sorts of things and what's crazy is let's say that something like that was going on right and just just for and i'm not saying that was i'm just saying let's say something along those lines for argument's sake let's just for argument's sake it everything has become so split mm-hmm. that depending on who breaks that story, mm-hmm. what side the of the political is going aisle to be vastly different. Exactly. 
So if a left-leaning organization or person breaks that story, the people on the right are going to be like, oh, this isn't real, blah, 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 and vice versa. If somebody who is considered on the right side of things breaks a story like that, <clears throat> oh, that's just a crazy cuckoo QAnon conspiracy, and it gets completely dismissed immediately. Yeah. And the powers that be know this, mm. and they can take, um, I heard a conspiracy theory about the Titanic and that the bankers sunk the Titanic um, because they I'm were going. I'm sure it was a big ice cube, but well, I don't know. I could be, I could be wrong with that. Well, somebody was steering the Titanic is the thing. Ah, you see, um, <laughs> hundred points for this one, <laughs> right? So, um, there's, there, I haven't looked too much into it, but there was a conspiracy theory podcast I was listening to that was about to start talking about it, hmm. but they were like, "Oh, that's just some QAnon thing," and they immediately yeah. dismissed even covering the story because some QAnon person had mentioned it. And I'm like, uh, you're taking, you're taking away even the thought of looking into something because you think it has something to do with this other thing. Right. It's the label mm. that the source has. And depending on the label assigned to that is going How to determine if I me as a person i'm going to find this valid or not so it's like oh there's this story oh but it came from fox news so eh, whatever <laughs> yeah and yeah that's yeah and i don't like that i like people yeah. um i like people to actually look into things one way or the other that's why when people bring up the flat earth i'm like it's a very interesting uh topic i don't subscribe to it but I feel like the people because you who, have a brain in your skull, which is good. <laughs> That's an important trait to have. I feel like the people who are all in on it are asking the right questions. They're questioning where the information's coming from. Yeah. Do you trust your own eyes? But it's about the wrong thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's, it's like you're getting way too into something the, like that. You're if honestly you apply just a small amount. Like, I can't remember where I heard this, but I was listening to some podcast. I'm like, you have to understand, if the Earth is flat, every pilot and every person who owns a boat, someone has to tell them that, hey, don't go too far, or you're going to fall off the side of the Earth. See, so the massive the thing, amount though. of people that would have to be in on it is no, staggering. This is, the, this is the crazy part, though the world governments will not let you go to the South Pole. You can't just yeah, charter I, a flight and go there. They will stop you. Yeah, I think that... <laughs> that's And that feeds into the conspiracy. Right, yeah. But that's so, because, like, Antarctica is divided up between, like, a multitude of nations and, like, the boundaries are empty and, and there's lots uh -huh. of research stations oh, there. Oh, so, you, so you believe that? Is that what you believe? You see what I'm saying? You can, yeah, you can like, roll oh, with that. that so. like, I think it's a big fucking chunk of ice is what I believe. And penguins, <laughs> no, I think... That's what I believe is down there. I think they're doing un untoward stuff there. down there. Go see them. <laughs> right. I think they're doing untoward stuff down there and they don't want us to find out about it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wasn't that a premise of, like, an alien movie or Alien versus Predator or something like that? Like, there was a bunch of like predators like there's three predators frozen in antarctica or something and they right were there was a, a a pyramid under the ice and yeah. oh wow i vaguely remember that that yeah. was a long time ago yeah i was gonna say like <laughs> i think yeah 
Yeah, I think that was yeah, wasn't it? I think it was Alien versus Predator something. It wasn't like the first Alien versus Predator, but I mean they've done but I, so many I, of those movies at this point. Flat Earth, Hollow Earth, um, all of these these things that you go down these rabbit holes on. And like it's so good because they're like they get you, right? They get you with little yeah. things like, you know, this, 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 fact one, fact two. And right. you're like, wow, I'm with you, I'm with you. And then all of a sudden they're like, they go completely into left field with something. Yeah, and you're like, oh, no, I'm you not with you me. anymore. <laughs> you lost me, man. You see, you should have you should have chilled with po- three points. When you hit yeah. number four, it was over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're same interesting. With- with yeah. seasons on a tv show it's like the first three are usually good once you get season four it's like mm, i was just just talking to my up. wife my wife about that with lost and lost when they got they got renewed at season into season three i think they were like how many seasons do y'all want because you are the biggest hit show you can have as many seasons as you want and they were like we want six seasons total and they were like no no no, we gotta get like eight or ten out of this and uh they were like no the story takes six seasons to tell Anything beyond that. And I'm going to be honest, it they could have truncated it. Like it kind of like Lost was one of those shows that got to, to the end there. And it's like, I'm not following literally at all anymore. Yeah. Where um, I want to say season five, I didn't watch it while it was airing. I watched it afterwards, but I did see it occasionally while it was airing. And I remember it, the story got so intertwined and mixed up that at the bottom of the screen, there was a ticker of text explaining to you things that you needed to know <laughs> like <laughs> i'm like i don't want to have to read and fucking watch it like, i can't look at things while i'm also trying to read <laughs> yeah like, so i only watch dubbed anime <laughs> thank you that this guy gets it this guy gets it well, i plus, will rarely watch something like it has to be something that i'm really really invested in and it's not dubbed then i'll watch it but right. other than that i'll wait for the dub to come out well also doing voice work and knowing a lot of voice actors you you yeah. want to support them and support that part of it um oh, for sure like kyle Bear, he does the voice for um gohan adult gohan and dragon ball he's been okay. on my show a couple times and um great guy he's got a podcast called intergalactic boombox it's kind of a pop culture geek news thing every 15 uh it's about 15 minutes since once a week so it's a real short listen, drive to work sort of thing. Um, great yeah. show. Um, but yeah, he's intergalactic boombox follow. Yeah, intergalactic boombox pod. I helped him set up his podcast as uh, website. But yeah, we're we're all in on the the value for value uh, streaming sat system with podcasting 2.0. So awesome. So I think we'll just jump right into it. So you are current is that like would you say like i'm a working you know voice actor or is that like is it does that pay the bills or is it something that when gigs come along you will take them wait it's uh i want it to be my full-time gig and if i jumped into it i could probably make it my full-time gig mainly because my job doesn't doesn't pay a lot here in rural north carolina um (laughs) but the it's when right now i'm doing my own show i don't really make him much off of that but the um connections i make with other voice actors and writers and things through meet us pod i've gotten paying paying acting gigs and that you know that those are actually pretty good paid oh yeah that's Um, awesome 
and it's it's little little extra bits of money here and there like um a couple of recent things I've done and I had enough to we're going to take a weekend and go up to the mountains you know just get a little verbo and just nice. unexpected money yeah. um, if I dove in and started doing auditions I could probably get get enough to right. at, at least supplement my income to a significant amount yeah because it's a bit like my experience as far as hearing voice actors on because all right, full disclosure i'm a huge D nerd i love critical role and i dove deep into like you know all the like voice actors that have been like a part of that and i'm like oh what shows are they on and i just right. kind of like deep dive off of there it's like oh liam o'brien and sam regal it's like what do you do oh he did michelangelo's voice and then like i'm trying to pick out all these voices because it's something like you like know that there's a person doing the voices on these shows but it's like it almost it wasn't a real i had like a disconnect about it until you actually you see someone and like you hear them talking right just like that and you're like oh wait you're you're the fucking you're the guy you did the thing and then i got just more like i don't know kind of nerdy into it and i think it's it's a really underrated performing art in my opinion i think there yeah. is so much skill involved in that and like hats off to you man because like that's that's awesome well you have to especially on things like an audio drama uh you have to could portray emotion to the point that it goes to a subtext and they don't have a visual you know what i mean you've got to crack yep. your voice at just the right time to get the right mm -hmm. emotional along yep. or um voice acting is acting first and then having a good voice and knowing how to proper microphone technique and and all that right. stuff yeah but it's yeah a, i didn't think because like i listen to audible all the time and yeah like really there's like a voice acting element to that 100 percent. and i guess yeah. literally until you said that i never really even connected that but yeah you're right it's you know it's providing inflection you know, in certain spots and like pacing and all these, you know, elements of orating mm -hmm. to invoke some sort of feeling with that. And, uh, with, with the audio drama stuff, um, pauses are just as important as the words, like right. the amount of time between lines. Uh, I just did on Meetus pod, uh, Jack London's to build a fire as my Halloween right. episode, not a traditional Halloween story, but if you listen to it, it is horror. Um, it's a horrifying story. And there are parts where when I was reading it, there was, there was pauses, but then as I was editing it, I was like, that pause needs to be longer. That line needs to sink in, you know, I'm so stretch this one out a little bit. Yep. It was like slice glide. Okay. That's better. <laughs> and then sometimes I paused for too long. Um, either a, because I was, you know, whatever was going on in the room, but, um, the, when you're putting together something like that, you do end up editing, editing yourself a little in the editing program for the effect you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. And I find that like, I don't do too much in the way of like pauses and things like that. But as far as I understand what you're saying, as far as the importance of a pause, especially in like comedic timing like what you're saying oh, yeah. and also like giving 
you know, an audience time to react to that and like let, you know, let the punchline or the setup like kind of sink in is really important. And all the, you know, best stand up comedians out there, like, while whatever they're saying, like, you can be a very funny person to have like really good jokes and really good stories, but the great, great ones, it's their pacing and their timing. Are, yeah, because that's the impeccable thing. A lot of spoken word comedy is subversion of expe- expectation. So mm-hmm. if if you don't have a pause between what you've said and the punchline, you've given the audience no time to build up an expectation of what you're about to say so you can subvert it. Right. You got to have that yeah. pause in there so they can think, oh, he's going to say boogers and that's going to yeah. be kind of funny. And then you say poop. And it's much funnier because they weren't expecting poop. They were expecting boogers. Could you imagine if you were expecting, like just in your life, you were, like you go to blow your nose and you're expecting boogers and you get poop in whatever aspect of that happens, like just blow your nose too hard tissue. shit your pants. <laughs> or yeah, oh my God, can you imagine blowing your, your nose, nose too hard and shitting your pants? What a fucking nightmare. What if you blew oh your nose God. and shit came out? <laughs> or yeah, like yeah, literal feet, like and not even like diarrhea shit, just like a big old turd, just like blorp. <laughs> I think blorp is the technical noise that uh, happens yep, when that happens. That's the verb for <laughs> defecating out of one's nose. Did you have a blorp? I blorped. I blorped, I blorped guys. Oh, yeah. I'm making a shirt out of that. Blorp. <laughs> We're trying to work on uh, merch for our shows. Um, <laughs> We're always. Big just a nose with like just a big old poop emoji coming out of it (laughs) yeah yeah the poo emoji just like underneath it (laughs) like what is that i don't understand it's a blorp you'll get it so how long have you been in voice acting and kind of what made you want to take the jump into that because it's not a true like if you know if you're like a theater kid or you're into, you know, performing arts or whatever, for the most part, voice acting typically wouldn't be the first choice as far as like, oh, I want this to be, you know, my creative form of like expression. So what got you wanting to do it? I didn't. Okay. I didn't want to do it. Um, <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to tell stories. Me and my buddies love sitting around telling stories. We loved like, like I would see a movie. And the guys had no interest in seeing the movie, but they kind of wanted to know what happened. Like they didn't want to sit for the two hour movie, but kind of just wanted to know the plot. So I would tell the plot in a fun way. And I just love telling stories. And when podcasting started picking up, I was like, I could, I could tell stories, right? I could get voice actors and find some stories that are undiscovered. So I put out like, um, went looking for stories on different sites and, and stuff. And I would contact the author and then I'll try and find voice actors. Well, sometimes I couldn't find a voice actor who would work for free. And this was, this was in 2014. So there wasn't like as many communities where you could go find some people, you know? Right. So I started the networking wasn't quite there, like outside New York, LA, Dallas kind of things. Right. And uh, I didn't have an in, you know, I'm some, some guy in Eastern North Carolina who has a podcast that 10 people are going to listen to, you know? Um, so I just started blind sending out emails to people that I, like I could find them and I found them. 
Well, there was times where the story came up and I didn't have a voice actor. Right. So I was just like, well, crap, I'll do it. That's yeah, where you come in. I got to do it myself. <laughs> so like the first, in my first episode of meet us pod, uh, I did find a really cool voice actor for the first story, but the second story, I couldn't find anybody that could do the voice I wanted and would do it for free because I'm making no money. Um, yeah. So I'm like, well, it's not many lines. I'll do it. Hmm. So I threw on a, a gruff, like, cause it was a pig monster was the character I was playing. So I put on like a gruff voice and, and can you just do your pig it. monster voice right now, please? Um, I wouldn't wish a poisoning death on my worst enemy. Ooh, I'm hard. <laughs> like, don't, don't like there. I'm glad there's a table in between. That's here the, it's just, yeah. that's the, uh, the feedback I got from a lot of people. So <laughs> like your pig like, voice makes my dick hard. You're exactly. like, ma'am, I voice. don't. Can I quote that? Please. Can I quote that for my show? Yeah. <laughs> meet us, boy. 100%. Meet us, pod. The host's pig pig voice makes my dick hard the pig's oh, wow. voice makes my dick hard <clears throat> every time uh but yeah that was it i started started doing that and then other people heard the show or worked with me and they were like hey come to a voice on my show come to a voice hey i've got a client that needs a video done needs a voiceover for their video i'll give you a hundred bucks if you'll do it and i'm like i'll take a hundred bucks to read for three like, minutes i could probably do that yeah, yeah Make that and, happen. and then that's it you fall into it um, so, and then I took, had to take five years off because of a lot of life stuff that happened. And now I'm just trying to get back into it and, uh, trying to make connections and, and, uh, get out there. And, and like I said, I don't, I don't have to make much to replace my day daily income from my regular job. So I feel like I could, I could make a few more connections and I could, I could be good to go as a full-time gig. Um, yeah. especially if I had the extra 45 hours a week you know <laughs> so yeah for sure and then follow up to that ahead. because you mentioned anime earlier did you ever or would you ever have an interest in like getting into dubbing because that seems to be like voice acting boot camp from all my understanding of it because especially the source material being in a different language and having to match lip flaps with a structurally entirely different you know phonetic set that especially you want to talk about pauses and pacing like you have to be like dead on with that otherwise like you can tell plain as day yeah and uh talk uh listen to kyle's show um intergalactic boombox he talks about voice acting because that's you know, that's his actual profession he does it for a living he's been in like 500 different shows and video games yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. um he talks about the process and good god yeah. like on the the high high tier stuff like dragon ball and whatnot they run the line across the, they've got the show on and they yeah. run the line across the screen once mm-hmm. to show you the timing yeah and then it rewinds back and then that's it you get one take so yeah <laughs> yeah and i think a lot of that is having a good director to right. you know like oh it's like you know say it this way you know like put more emphasis on you know this part of the line where because that can be especially like that when you're going line by line like that when right. it's like you're not doing full you know 
full script reads really like you're going it's like okay this you know this set of frames or this frame and then this frame it's like you're just piecemealing it it can be yeah, hard they don't even to... give you the script most of the time yeah for dubbing they're just yeah, like here's just like... here's your scene you've got you've got one hour to dub to do this whole thing <laughs> and we're done uh, yeah that's all that's... that's all we're paying you for <laughs> yeah yeah and that's that pretty much that's been my experience as far as listening to voice actors who've done dubbing that's kind of been the story you know i think it's a little better now better easier not as stringent than it was you know going back to like mid you know mid early 2000s just because some of the timelines and things like that like it's crazy i see now like simul dubbing it's like all right show air japan 24 hours like we're putting a dub out i'm like it's like if it doesn't i i couldn't I can't, I can't even wrap my head around the deadline for that. Yeah. If you've got, if you've got people who are dedicated to it. um, Okay. So for example, my Christmas Carol episode that I did last year for Christmas, it was a full cast. I had 19 voice actors. Um, I want to say I had 79 tracks of audio in the final edit um, with music sound effects all the you know all the effect tracks everything that was going on um from start to finish from when i grabbed the script and altered it slightly uh because of some gender swaps um gender's not a real thing it's just a social construct (laughs) well the the ghost of christmas past i have always or no ghost of christmas present i have always had that as a female character but in the version of the play that I found, the Campbell Soup George Orwell version, yeah, um, it was a male. So it was it was a couple of words I had to change here and there because the voice actor I got was female before I even finished getting the script ready. Hmm. And I was like, okay, so I got I got to go change that anyway. No big deal. Uh, Nicole Goodnight, by the way, fantastic voice actress. Um, she's on No Sleep podcast and uh, a couple other things. Insidious Inspiration, I think. Um, great to work with but she or the the show everything start to finish casting uh finding the sound effects and royalty free or uh, copyright free music um getting everything put together i did in like less than a week and when you get a dedicated group of people who want to put a project out quickly yeah, that's a that's a grind there oh my God. <laughs> yeah like, it was it was um <laughs> plus i was that working took me a minute time. to actually like like I heard what you said and I'm like, <laughs> wait, <laughs> that what if I if I broke it down, I probably put in this is not counting what the voice actors put in. Um this is which, just you. Just me. Man hours. Just me grabbing all everything, putting it together, narrating the narration parts. Um and getting all this honestly, the hardest part is finding the sound effects that you need hmm. that are exactly what you have envisioned in your head. That is so hard to do. Um, but anyway, I got it all done. It, I want to say it was like maybe 40 hours it took me um, grinding away during that week to get to get that. It ended up being like an hour, um, give or take yeah. 10 minutes. Um, but that's like kind of my crowning achievement of getting it done quickly. And because yeah. I had to get it out before Christmas. You got to get it out before Christmas, you know? Right. So. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's that's dedication there man i tell you what like 
I ain't putting no 40 hours editing anything. Like, yeah, it's mine. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is a hobby for me. Like, I'm, I'm not putting in full time. Unless, like, it's like, hey, we're going to pay you. Like, all right, you know, I, like, I'll make it happen. But, you know, well, we get um, from my Spotify listens. It's like, eh, okay, yeah, th- <laughs> thanks. But um, I'll get, I love, when I get it. I love telling stories. Uh, and that's one of my favorites. So, um, but yeah, the, the, the time I put into the show, uh, meet us pod varies like the, to build a fire in episode, the most recent one was 40 minutes, give or take. And I want to say I put two hours into it because it was just yeah. me. I went to go get sound effects and I started inserting sound effects and it took away from the experience of the story because the story is a very solitary story and it's supposed to be very intimate and close. I was like, when I put the sound effects in, it kind of ruined that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot, like being said, for like mood and tone and things like that. So. But it's a labor of love. I love doing it. We do take um, listener support. We don't do ads on any of my shows ever. Um, Interesting. Yeah, we're against it. Um, Ads are the root of all evil. Uh, in my opinion, (laughs) not just because they're annoying, but if, if, uh, my my other show, fun fact Friday, the one I do with my daughter, it's kind of a kid's show. Everybody enjoys it though. Um, that we've heard from all ages, but if we want to start talking about a company, Mm -hmm. um, and they end up being an advertiser. Yeah, no, for sure. We, yeah. So, um, also, one of my episodes of me, this pod, I had four voice actresses turn me down because of the content of the story. They were uncomfortable talking, uncomfortable playing a character that dealt with what the character had to deal with. So maybe not brand safe. And I don't want to have to even think about brand safe. Right. Yeah. Um, also just on a philosophical level, if advertising pays the bills for a media company, which most of the time they do. Um, They're not going to tell the whole story. If that, if one of their advertisers is involved for, for example, the news Mm -hmm. isn't going to tell you, isn't going to tell a super bad story about, I don't know, a a pharmaceutical company, for example, if that pharmaceutical company is their biggest advertiser. Right. The for boss sure. may be like, let's not cover that story or, <laughs> and I'm just using that as an example. Um, and I, I don't know. I just, I have a thing against ads. Plus we do what we call value for value. Hmm. Um, and we, we pitch it on the episode, most, almost every episode. And we say, you're listening to the show. You obviously are getting something of value out of it. Put a number on that and then return that value to us. It doesn't have to be money. It can be artwork. It can be music. Um, or it can be uh. financial support. If you want, if you think, you know what? I get four hours of entertainment a week out of Fun Fact Friday or four hours of entertainment a month out of Fun Fact Friday. That's worth a dollar, 25 cents an episode. Right. And the beauty of not putting a dollar amount on it, like you would with Patreon or things like that. Well, that's an, uh, that was kind of, kind of asked, like, if that's the case, like, why didn't you, you know, jump to patreon because that seems to be as far as in podcasting i see more and more 
moderately successful indie platforms going to Patreon because the monetization is a lot more producer friendly, if that makes sense, as opposed to, you know, working with, you know, companies and trying to secure ad space and it's like oh you have to you know do this many listens for this amount of time right yeah that's another reason we don't do ads (laughs) that's another reason we don't do ads we do have a patreon but we don't push it um two reasons uh patreon might go away tomorrow um and then our entire support structure is gone yeah um I, I hear you. Right. Uh, so we have multiple venue, multiple ways for you, for our listeners to give us support. Uh, we do PayPal, which again, that could go away anytime for us. Um, Patreon, if folks want to get on there. But our main thing that we push is A, send us something in the mail. Because you can't cancel the mail. Um, I mean, <laughs> doesn't matter what you say. Hey, listen, listen, don't. Don't push them. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't, don't coax them. Um, yeah. No, but like if somebody wanted to send us five bucks a month, right? They mm-hmm. can go into their bank's website and have their bank cut us a check for $5 a month, mail it to us, and they never have to do anything. They can set it as an auto bill pay. We get a check in the mail. Nothing is taken yeah. out of it. No percentage like Patreon and PayPal take. Mm-hmm. And it's automatic for them. So that's yeah. a, one of the options we tell people about. But our main one um, that we're doing is the uh, the new podcasting 2.0 value for value uh, lightning payments. The new podcast apps have what's called a, a boost button. So like if you like a part of my podcast, something I say something particularly funny about boogers and poop. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> you can hit boost on your new podcast app. And it will, yeah, glorp, uh, it will send light uh bitcoin through the lightning network directly to us and when i say directly to us i mean i've got a raspberry pi sitting right here with my bitcoin wallet on it that can receive payments. how many bitcoin are in your bitcoin wallet right now that's none of your business but <laughs> we'll say an enough um uh, un, we'll say enough <laughs> if it was as much as i ever had i would um i could pay off my house um i'm one of those Did you stories. have a lot at one point and then yep. it, like i'm one of those just guys get rid of it at some point and then it went <laughs> i'm one of those guys i had four and like, a half oh bit- yeah oh, i got 15 bitcoin but it's not worth anything oh it's like 250 right now i guess i might as well sell it no well that's the thing you never know when it's gonna drop to zero so <laughs> um yeah. i i don't think it's gonna drop too far down i don't think it'll ever be zero um but I had four, four and a half Bitcoin at one point. You want to know how much oh, I paid? You want to know how much I paid for that four or four and a half Bitcoin? Um, Eight dollars. Yeah. I was thinking, I'm like, it's like, yeah. It's, yeah. I was like, it's got to be between five and 10. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there with all this Bitcoin and I'm like, eh, you know, I can, I can, uh, I can get What'd a target gift card. I can get a target gift card with it through this app or I can get, you know, stupid. Well, it shot up, you know, a lot. away from $2 a piece. It shot up. I ended up selling for about $1,200, which you cannot complain about no, turning like, $8 I mean, that's into $1,200. That's a massive, like your percentage return 
awesome. Stupid. But. but. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I sold it for $1,200 because we had a couple bills we had to pay. And Ooh, you I were didn't probably know if... feeling yourself too. You were feeling yourself. Oh man. That yeah. That was the most money I had in my pocket for at that point ever. Um, and I was like, so oh man. When did you want to hang yourself when you saw Bitcoin? <laughs> when it hit 60,000. Um, yeah, you're just like, but no i've i've adopted a new um a new philosophy about it it is a it's like i consider it like something like gold um it's something you put money into you forget about it and then if you absolutely have to it's a store of value i can pull the money out if i need to but um i can also just buy stuff directly with it you know um yeah but i'm just holding on to it i i personally think it's going to go up um, over the next couple of years. And so I'm just holding on to it unless something comes up and I absolutely need it. I'll dump it and do what I got to yeah, do. Yeah, That's you know? like my, my buddy's a financial advisor. Now he doesn't do crypto. He does more traditional stocks, bonds, things like that. But he, on his own personal endeavors, got into crypto and he's like, Oh, try this. Here's some things. Ethereum's looking good. I'm like, okay. So I got, <laughs> I, I got some Ethereum and, um, yeah, that's a, that's not really. I don't even look at my wallet anymore. It's yeah. like, it's, but at, I, at a certain point, you got to just say, you know what? I might as well just keep it. That's <laughs> kind of where I'm at. I'm like, look, maybe it'll skyrocket at some point, and then I'll be like, awesome. well, that's what what happened with Dogecoin. Uh, I made a yeah. I made a mint on Dogecoin uh, because I yeah, because that was like, I mean, you're talking like parts of cents you probably got dogecoin for I, uh, oh yeah yeah um i need to stop right now and say none of this is financial advice um just invest in dogecoin <laughs> <laughs> well you know for legal reasons for your show we just want to say this is not financial advice um <laughs> but no i i y'all can do whatever you want i don't you do whatever like, you want i mean invest in boogers and poop i don't boogers and do poop. whatever you want uh yeah i got into bit doge when when elon started talking about it. i was like hey this guy seems to uh seems to be pumping this and he's got a lot of money. So let me buy, let me buy a, a little bit of Dogecoin and bought it. And it, then he started pumping it really hard and it shot up. And then I saw he was going to be on Saturday Night Live. And I'm like, this is going to be the end of the rise of Dogecoin. So yeah, I sold like, and we're done. <laughs> I sold it right before that episode aired. And I don't know if you know the history of Dogecoin, but right after that episode aired, it dove hard. Yeah. So I got yeah. out just in time. And then I rolled that into some other traditional stocks and made it, made some money yeah. on that too. But yeah, it's like, that's the thing just with crypto. It's like the, I don't know. I made more money on sports gambling than <laughs> it's like, it's more predictable. Like I can at least understand lines and things like that. Right. And it's like, you think Zeke's going to have 150 yards. I'm like against the Jets defense. I don't know. They're looking pretty good this year, but it's plus 250. You know, maybe I can put a couple bucks on it. Hedge it might do right. good. I, yeah. It's like, it's gambling. So it's, you it's a really casino. have no idea what's gonna be hot and what's going to dive. And there's very little indicator for the most part. Right. Um, and that's, and that's the thing. It's like, you've got to a not put in more than you're willing to lose and right. B treat it, treat it as a slot machine. No, I, I view Bitcoin and crypto as two separate things just because of the technology behind most of them. Um, a couple of people can take down a lot of cryptocurrencies by doing certain things. Yeah. Um, but Bitcoin is so 
the the technology behind it right it's kind of like it's the quote-unquote gold standard at this point for sure right right um i I messed with ethereum a little bit just because my video card was really good at mining it um so i let that sit and make me a little bit of ethereum but then i immediately just rolled it into bitcoin so (laughs) see the like i got into i picked ethereum because when i got in that's when nfts were really being pushed and it was for the most part for nfts the purchase quantities are in ethereum so right i was like oh okay (laughs) yeah yeah no like that was like i like i got a couple like cheap ones and i'm like okay like i mean they're not worth anything now and i'm like i don't give a shit i just chalked the l up on that one it's like the idea behind nfts is brilliant because it is a it is a forever record of something the transfer of the the ownership of something but they used it for the stupidest crap oh yeah like you could actually like sell real estate as an nft and that would be a like a really smart thing to do because there's always going to be a record of that sale Mm -hmm. and if it sells again you have to have it on the blockchain you know, it's, it's great technology, but they used it for monkey pictures um, and, and virtual real estate. It's like, I don't get that even, even remotely. Right. It's like, oh yeah, I paid X amount for like this much in like Farmville or whatever. I'm like, so <laughs> let me, let me follow you here. You bought two acres of nothing for $50,000 and what are you doing with it? Oh, I got a virtual house on there and I'm doing And it's this. not even on like right. a server so that the they Sims, own. but yeah. with real money. Like that's that's what's happening. I just want to just make sure what you're saying, what I'm saying. And it's not even I'm like on right. a server that they get to keep. Like if yeah, Rob, Roblox, I don't know what where this stuff happens. Um yeah. <laughs> if NFT land shuts their server down tomorrow, it's gone. Yeah. You know, they don't own the Oops. server. Yeah. I believe in owning your own servers, owning your own everything i run all of our stuff you know we've got full control over our entire infrastructure um and i that's important to me the best the best thing that i heard about nfts the best way to explain them was you pay money to get it written in the public record that you married your wife but everybody else gets to fuck her yeah (laughs) But it's written I mean, down. You guys are into that, you but know. It's, that's, yeah, some, that's, hey, I'm not here to kink shame. I'm just saying that's uh, a good analogy for it. On paper, you own it, but everybody yeah. gets to have it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can kink shame a little bit, though. There's definitely some. There are some that things like, that you can, that you can kink shame, but I'm not here to do that. That's what I said. I'm not, I'm not here yeah. to do that. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I will, you know, push on the will. shove. I'll definitely, yeah. you know. I'll king shame, but there, yeah, there's a few things important. that you need to be. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The chicks that are really into like getting choked and punched and stuff, it's like, what the like? No, I, I don't know why domestic violence is a kink. You know, like <laughs> see, that seems like a slippery slope. And you probably I feel do like it, but... a lot of things when you say, I don't see why blank is a kink. You can fill in that blank with daddy issues. Oh, all of them. Yeah. Either daddy or mommy issues right. for sure. Ex- yeah. 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 Like adult babies. It's like, mm, man, that's not even yeah. thinly veiled. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, you're not even like little, there's little really on the no nose. Come on, we all know what you're looking for. <laughs> um, so you brought it up earlier. You've kind of been in the podcasting game for longer than most in the current sphere. So why don't you walk me a little bit through what made you want to get into podcasting and secondarily kind of your, I don't know if you have any like tips for the longevity, because the big thing I've seen, you know, coming up, we'll, we'll be hitting three years in March or two years in March, two years in March. It'll be, we'll go going into our third season in March and I've seen a lot of podcasts, you know, come and go even in that time. And it's oh, like, yeah, it's called Pod Fade. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And it was actually uh, had Dads on Dayquil on, and they talked about that. And, you know, shout out to Dads on Dayquil. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was that. listening to on the way home today to kind of get, get prepped for yeah. being on Jake and the Dingus. Um, oh, so that <laughs> you're, what are they going to talk about? And you're like, oh, okay. And it's like they're talking about <laughs> podcast stuff. Um, I, Okay, so Meetus Pod, like I said, the first episode came out in like 2014, right around yeah. uh, Halloween. You're way before the wave, You're right? Like, and I, I was listening to podcasts at the time, and I was like, I could. That's a good, cool way to get out there and tell stories. And I started getting on it, and and like I said, I took a a good long hiatus. And Meetus Pod, I've only got like 20, 23 episodes because I had a big break, mm-hmm. and then I had time where the stories aren't coming in or I'm having issues with voice actors or, you know, lots of different things, but I kind of just release them as they're ready. Now, fun fact Friday, we just had episode 126 last week. Yeah. We didn't have an episode this week because we, uh, we were both sick yesterday and sounded like garbage, but we may do a silly speculation Saturday uh, tomorrow. Hmm. That's our, when we do non-factual yeah. stuff, we do like uh, speculation type stuff. Um, I started the show with my daughter when she was 10, uh, just as a fun father-daughter activity. We thought we could do it together. And we, we kept going. And after about 15 or 20 episodes, we had a huge spike in our numbers because we got mentioned on No Agenda, which is a massive, yeah, um, Yeah. massive podcast. Um, And John C. Dvorak said that he's a big fan of our show and played like two and a half minutes of clips from our show which is a, you, you can't, I mean, you could pay for that, but. That yeah, you could have made them pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> but well, but it's, hey, hey. <laughs> uh, it, it's a massive um, boost for us because they have, I mean, they're in the 750,000 to a million listeners realm. Yeah. So it's a lot of people hearing our show, right? And then yeah, we got if put. You captured a, 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 like. You probably did just capture a smidge of it, but like comparatively, like I'm sure your listens like, you know, quadrupled or more for sure. Oh no, yeah, we went from four or five listeners to thousands. Um, <laughs> so it's just like oh shit. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like great, except for our server costs went up, and we almost got kicked off of one of our uh, file server provider. Um, I had to do some backend stuff that week to make sure we didn't go over our limits. Yeah. Um. But yeah, with my daughter, I wanted to make sure we at least got to like a year. And that was a, I had an ulterior motive in doing this show because I wanted to teach her uh, responsibility. 
I wanted to teach her um, the technical side behind things. So it's almost, she can edit a podcast with the best of them. She could get a job right now editing podcasts and, and make, you know, better money. She's going to make at Starbucks or wherever. Um, She's 12 now, so she can't really do that, but. Okay. um, You know, your kid, is she going to work at Starbucks and be honest? um, She wants to. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, if you, if you listen to our show, you're, you get a hundred percent what my daughter is for real. And she is a, she's got a good work ethic. She's fun. Um, she's very kind. Uh, so she, and she, she would do well as a barista. Um, <laughs> but she wants to, she wants to work in the food service industry because I've told her multiple times it built a lot of character in me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I had ulterior motives. I wanted to teach her how to write. RSS feeds. I wanted to teach her how to write HTML. I wanted to teach her how to do all the technical stuff because they're useful skills. Yeah. And um, after about a year, I was like, so do you want to continue? And she's like, yeah, I have a, I have a good time. Um, so we, we do that. Plus we're pulling in pretty good money. Um, yeah. Doing a weekly <laughs> you're, show. Like, you're like, I'm not mad about it. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, we've, we've started out with just equipment that I already had around the house, a couple of $20 microphones and a, a interface. And I mean, we just bought with donations, a Rodecaster Pro 2, uh, $700 piece of equipment. Um, yeah. We have bought a DSLR camera, which I'm on right now. Um, our entire Raspberry Pi that's running our, our Umbral node for the donations was paid for by a listener. Um, we've bought hundred dollar microphones, each boom arms, pretty much everything gets recycled back into the show. Um, except yeah. for occasionally we'll go out and get ice cream and my kid <laughs> and Leela gets a third of it for her future, whether that be college, yeah. uh, trade school, down payment on a house, whatever, all that gets put away for her. a big old back tattoo, right? Big old back tattoo of a Eagle with a snake in its talons chomping on a cigar. <laughs> America. <laughs> yep. A couple of a couple of AR 15s on each wing. Uh, but no, yeah, it's it staying with it. We kind of motivate each other. Like she'll have a yep. week where she's just not feeling it. And I push her. I'm like, come on, let's just knock it out. It's 30 minutes. Let's do it. Yeah. And uh and we stopped editing. Because <laughs> You're we, just like ah. yeah. no, um, we we do the show live on Thursday nights. Yeah. Uh, we do a stream uh, on our on our own little radio server we have set up, and we have a chat room and all that. So we just do it live, and then I hit record, play the theme song. We do the show live, and then I hit the outro theme, let that finish playing, turn off record, and there's no editing. Pump it out. You're like, yep, good. Uh, turn it into an MP3 and add the art, edit the RSS feed, and we're good to go. It's one hour start to finish. Um, it's a good, good process. So it's only an hour out of our week and it's pretty easy to, we don't really do guests. We will occasionally. Um, but so it's a real simple weekly ritual we have kind of easy to keep, keep it once you've been doing it for two years, you know? (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think like you thought it's like the bonding experience is great. The practicality of it is great. And the, you know, the skills that you're imparting, like it's all, you know, like win, win, win for sure, you know? And I think that's really, that's really awesome. And I don't, it's kind of, I don't see as many like young people 
they're they know what podcasts are, but I don't see too many that are actively into podcasting if that makes sense well yeah it's because they want to be on youtube or tiktok because that's where they enjoy watching right Um, and it's where the perceived popularity is i suppose like you know like oh i have my youtube channel right you know like i got this many views on you know my tiktok and it's like it's different than like we talk about like you know like oh how many listens did your episode do or how many you know you know, like for me, it was always like, how many views did I get on the stream? Like that right. was like, you know, like, all right, cool. You know, how many ever thousand? Like, fuck yeah. 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 It's awesome. Um, but she, she, we did, uh, YouTube and Twitch for a while. Uh, we set up the camera and we had, you know, made a little production out of the whole thing, but it, it just got to be too much. Um, cause we didn't have a dedicated space for it. So we'd have to set it all up and then take it all down. Right. So, and, um, that was, that was prohibitively, it it got, it got annoying. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I totally, I, I totally get it. Totally get it. Like for a while I was recording like in my dining room at my dining table, had the boom arm clamps on laptop set up camera ring lights. Everything was just all in my like dining room slash hallway and it's like set it all up take it all down set it all up take it all down so yeah it's like i like being in a situation that it's like all right i my shit's just here i come down and i flip my computer up turn the lights on i'm good to go i don't have to fucking move anything it's like awesome right uh we're i'm outfitting my shed out back to be a studio right now kind of in the process oh, of that nice. So we'll be yeah. able, we'll have a whole dedicated and we can uh, leave everything up. Yeah, and... You're, you're going to be so it's such a time saver. Like, right. It's, it's great. Yeah. The, the video and honestly, we weren't getting that many views and YouTube kept uh, canceling our videos, taking them down on a kid's show because we Ooh. kept, we kept saying the word COVID um, <laughs> because it they was don't during like that. that. Right. It was during That's that time. Word. We had the word, the name Fun Fact Friday, and we talked about COVID. Yeah. So they see fact and COVID and they're like, just shut it down. Shut it down. Like, nope, there's no facts. <laughs> there's obviously truth. no, yeah, like, there's but, no facts. Yeah. Um, so we had a few videos taken down. I was like, you know what? Forget Fuck it. Fuck this. <laughs> we got out of, we, I stopped uploading to YouTube. Uh, we still did Twitch for a little while. And also to our, I made a, I rolled up a server to do um, our own version of Twitch on our website. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had the stream going to two different video sources, uh, which was a lot tougher than you'd think rolling your own video yeah, no, service. Actually, oh my God, I made a... I just had on the Unprofessional Development Podcast, shout out Unprofessional Development Podcast, but they use a resource called StreamYard for their stream. And it's essentially you stream to one spot and you can kind of feed it out right. wherever from there. So I now have a network attached storage device called an Asus Tor uh, locker store. And it's it's a full-on computer, but mainly for storage. But I can also run a, there's software on it that lets you do the same thing StreamYard does, but from okay. in-house. Like I've got oh, the actual okay. device uh, here. So I'm, I'm thinking about doing that. And uh, there's a thing called Ant Media. 
it's antmedia.io. Um, it's open source software that you can use to have your own live feed, video live feed embedded on your yep. website. Um, and I was using that for a while. It worked really well, but we stopped doing video. So I, I let the server die. Um, yep. And that was a, a really cool resource. And we're thinking about getting back into video because she has her own webcam now from school stuff. And uh, we can just have two different webcams and feed it all into that and you yeah. know, do that whole thing. So we're, we're thinking about it. We wouldn't have to do a setup and take down now. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like video is like, I like streaming a lot better than actually just recording video and then editing it and publishing it that way it's just like do it live yeah and <laughs> honestly i like not that i put a ton of time in editing audio but i put time in editing audio and editing video can be a pain in the balls i just, oh yeah i don't enjoy it whatsoever right yeah i remember we were doing our videos if i did need to edit something which was rare like occasionally i would um drop something and say shit you know yeah because that's what you do when you drop something uh but it's a kid's show so i have to edit that out and i'd have to open it up and oh tiddlywinks right um beep no i'd i have to go into the video editor edit the video and then render out the audio edit that in my good audio yeah. editing software and then pull it back in sync it up yeah <laughs> so it was a pain in the butt. you're like why am i why am i doing <laughs> why am i doing why am i doing this but doing it live we've gotten really really good at filling each other's dead space making fun of the fact when one of us says um or and you know the filler words we make fun of each other which breaks you of a habit when your 12 year old busts on you for, <laughs> you know, uh, especially a 12 year old. Cause like, yeah, you're the a 12 year old girl Ummer here. Like what's the, you just, um, in like daily routine. Like you're umming in your fucking algebra class right now. Like, chill out. <laughs> when, when a 12 year old girl makes fun of you for something, it as a, as a old, you know, a guy, an old adult male, <laughs> When a 12-year-old yeah. girl makes fun of you for something, you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. It, it hurts a little they're more. It's just too. Like, they're oh, like, geez. I used to I used to teach middle school, and it's like, I'm going to be honest, like, seventh grade girls, fuck them. They're the most heartless bitches out there yep. by a long, long. They're they are ruthless. They are the most ruthless, sentient creatures I have ever encountered in my life. Yeah. And like, I mean, I work with meth addicts now. So, you know, put, put that into perspective. <laughs> let's get, let's, let's, let's make a, make a tier, tier list here. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Seventh no, it's grade girls. Like, okay. So it's like, I don't know, QAnon. And then, <laughs> I don't know, like, what would be above that? You know, like the, the Hutus and the Tutsis, you know, Rwanda would be there, and then probably <laughs> Adolf Hitler and seventh grade girls. Seventh grade way, girls on the top. Way the fuck up here, just like just on the <laughs> little tippy tippy top. It was like the sweets on the food pyramid. It was just the tippy 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 top. That's well, seventh grade girls. They are the one percent of the one percent, <laughs> and they have it perfected. They'll Luther make Haslam. you insecure about shit that you did not know you were insecure about. Exactly. Uh, John Mulaney had a, a thing about that. It's like, how do they know what you're insecure about? They know. They know by looking at you what about yourself that you hate. Like, they'll be like, you got real feminine hips. 
Yeah. <laughs> How did you know that's the thing I hate about myself? Oh, uh, that was a yeah. funny bit. Um, <laughs> no, uh, rumor has it Hitler was the way he was because he was a seventh grade teacher for a while. <laughs> yeah. That would explain it. That would explain it. I wouldn't even fault him. I'd be like, why didn't you kill more Jays? Like, yeah. I mean, like, you really have a lot of shit you need to work out. I think yeah, man. Light, buddy. That's, uh, no, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Kill a bunch of Jews or be a seventh grade teacher because That's... like, there's, you know, there's a clear dichotomy there. Like, yeah, I'm not necessarily advising either, but like we do, I don't know. I'd say like we need seventh grade teachers, but in all honesty, like you can basically just take them. They can finish sixth grade and then just put them in like a padded Chuck E. Cheese thing for, you know, like 400 days. Just give them, you know, chicken nuggets <laughs> and Red Bull or whatever and just let them hunger games it out there. And then after that, just take them out and be like, oh, okay, are you ready? Like, are, did you cook enough in there? Are you ready to be, a, you know, an actual participant, <laughs> like, member in society? And some will say, yes, get me out of there. And then they'll be fine. The other one's like, no, I like it. And then you just leave them in there. You just fucking, until they die, just leave them in there. <laughs> we um, come to think of it, when I was in seventh grade, uh, we had three substitute teachers quit because of our class. Um, and a teacher, like a full-on went to school, became, wanted to become a teacher her whole life, became a teacher, and she ended up quitting um, because of our class. We were that bad. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, I think. We were the, I was seventh in the, grade, I think we lost our principal. And I want to say like four teachers <laughs> or something. Yeah. Like tenure teachers is just, you know. Right. They, uh, yeah, they're they're the worst. It's just it's the worst. Like, there's not too many things that you can empirically say. It's like this is the worst. But <laughs> seventh graders, the worst. They're and the worst. I, like, you could put me like if you had like if I had to work twenty four hour shifts at like a NICU, that would be fine. You could put me in. You know, but like, oh, you're working with elderly dementia patients. Like, that's fine. And it's like, those are both challenging, you know, types of humans. Right. But if you could you imagine working at like, like an all girls, like boarding school or something like that? No and you're way. Seventh grade. No way. That's like, that is, um, that's a special kind of hell. Yeah. No, that's just hell. That's that's right. like that's the you know whatever the ninth layer of hell. It's just you walk into a classroom <laughs> and it's you know forty girls with the plaid skirts and you know the little jumper or whatever. Say like, your shirt looks wrinkled. I'm like fucking, you know, <sighs> what's that smell? Did you brush your teeth today? Like, I mean, we heard you were bald, but you're like super bald. Yeah. <laughs> How old are you? Gosh, you're really gray. <laughs> What's this thing by your eyes? Why that, does your, is that, why does you your face look there. like that? Why does your yeah. face look like that? <laughs> it's like, it's just my face. Yeah, it's just, it's just how I exist. It's just how it, how it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you had any self-esteem, just hang out with seventh graders <laughs> for any amount of time. And you're like, well, oh, well, that's gone. Our, our first shirt that we're going to put out, we're opening our merch store for, for Meet Us Media pretty soon. The first shirt we're putting out is in our Fun Fact Friday font. It says, shut up. 
respectfully. Because <laughs> my daughter said that to us one night. Shut up. <laughs> she was like, shut up. Respectfully. Because <laughs> she saw the immediate. Yeah. When you tell your parents to shut up, the face your parents make. We made that face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so she was yeah. like, respectfully. It's almost somehow worth saying respectfully afterward. It's right? Like, Hold up. No. <laughs> well, we Wait saw, a we minute. saw uh-huh. the instant fear and regret in her face when she said it. So. <laughs> respectfully. No, she's she's a good kid. She was joking around. But um, yeah, that's our first shirt. Well, you got out. the one good one. Congratulations. Yeah, it, just, it took a lot. Just, Patch stuff on the back, but hey, you got you know what? You got the good one. I have screwed up a lot of crap in my life, and I'm trying to get one thing right, and it's raising this kid the right way. <laughs> if I'm doing one thing, um, it's tough. It's tough these days, though. There's a lot of oh yeah, a lot of signals coming from a lot of directions, for sure. And for uh, sure. you gotta you gotta manage that. And especially, I mean, they, they have to be on the internet because so much of the school is on the internet now. Oh, yeah. It's, it's can, not even, you can't, it's not a viable option, really, unless you're Amish, in which case, just kill yourself. But otherwise, if you're a normal functioning person, then, yeah, you need you, the internet. You got to have I it. really don't like the Amish. And it's not even, like, part of me is like, oh, it's a gag. And I joke about the Amish. But honestly, like, fuck them. They're garbage people. They are 100% <laughs> that's, garbage people. That's what I I've heard. I don't like them at all. They're not going to listen or watch this. Right. So, like, <laughs> hey, you Jebediah motherfucker, fuck you. They, yeah, there's a lot of things about how they do things that I find cool. Just like the, you, you put in the hard work, you make the thing quality. If you're going to make it, make it quality. Um, I like that, but there's, you don't have to have the whole thing yeah, to have that part of it, <laughs> you yeah. know? And you don't have to be like, they are the most pretentious group of humans that have no reason to be pretentious. It's like, you all smell like hot fucking garbage. You fuck your relatives and you don't speak English well. So I don't know. Your clothes suck. Your hair's gross. Like, <laughs> what do you bring? We, what do you bring to the table besides roofs and furniture? Because quilts. I'm, I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting. Really nice quilts. Um, now we we don't have Amish here. Um, Good. So I don't have any personal experience except for Good. one girl I knew a while back uh, had has escaped or whatever they call it when they're when they turn eighteen and go out into the world it's like or whatever the whole movie get out is just premised on actually being honest so no. like, oh rumsh- right i haven't i haven't seen it <laughs> i'm it's aware not. of the premise it's, though it's a different thing, but. right um no i i like it, the amish I, I like the idea of working hard i like the idea of building something real and like quality that's going to last 150 years that's great but um why, why you got to wear clothes like that <laughs> and they smell so bad they do smell they? so so offensively bad and why do you have to take your horse and buggy on the highway i don't get that like <laughs> hey like highway I is made with technology y'all can't right. use it <laughs> like the cyclists on the road are douchey enough and i don't co-sign that at all but if you have a fucking horse and buggy on like a state throughway, like anytime here, like, oh, Amish, you know, carts like hit by car. I'm like, did they all die? Because like that would be a valuable <laughs> decrease in the population. At this point. 
So I got a, I got a question for you, uh, flipping the tables on the interview. What That's smells fine. worse, a standard Comic-Con attendee or an Amish person? Amish is not even really like I, <laughs> I like if you found the biggest, pimpliest, sweatiest, you know, Darth Vader costume, but it's like it's too tight. And that person, man or woman, could literally, I could lay down and they could squat and fart directly in my mouth and eyes and. I would say, thank you, can I have another before being within six feet of any Amish. They are <laughs> just horrible. Horrible. And when you get a flock of them in the summer, I think they come in flocks. I don't really know. Is it a flock? The proper, like, yeah, the, the flock of Amish. Ugh, God, I remember this was not this most recent summer but the summer before that i have some family friends in indiana and indiana there's a shit ton of amish and in the town in indiana that i was in there was probably more amish than respectable people and it was july late july in indiana with amish now i don't know if you've had like many near-death experiences, but yeah. I don't think like you could have basically just taken me to Normandy at that point. I would have opted for that really <laughs> quickly. Like it, it, it was bad. It was like bad, 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 not good. You know, the, so it's almost like, you know, when you're around someone and they smell like food, but no one's cooking food around right. there at all. It's that smell. And you're like, oh, you're across the room from me. And I smell like liver and onions coming well, from your uh, direction. So, yeah, it's <laughs> like I'd it's add. like garbage water. Have you ever smelled garbage water? You know, when you oh, take yeah. the trash out and there's that yeah. water at the bottom. At the bottom. Yeah, you got to dump it. Dump it. And it leaves a streak out. That's what Amish smell like. Yeah, you got you to gotta dump it in the ditch because uh, you got to get rid of it. Um or you're going to have water and Amish. So yeah, actually, yeah, just, it's, it's kind of it's throw them in the cool, ditch. Cool the coincidence ditch. there. I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, just put them like, and I mean really like Maoist Chinese government style, just literally like in the ditch <laughs> off and just bang, 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 bang. And you know, baby up and bang, bang, bang. Just we're, we're cutting that hole. Just, I don't know. The whole line. Subclass of persons off. I'm not pro-slavery, but if we could enslave the Amish, that would actually be like kind of cool. You know, I would, you know, like I would I, leave them outside the house for sure. But like, you know, they could build stuff for me, but they're not real people. So I have, I have, uh, I, I've known lots of people, um, talked with lots of people, and I've never once met a person with as much Amish hate as you have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Most yeah. folks are like, eh, they stick to their own and do their own thing, whatever. No, 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 no. Like I said, I've never been to Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah. so <laughs> yeah, no, they're just bummers. They're just, just the bummers. they're the worst. <laughs> like I don't even have a good comparison for the awfulness just that they bring to the world, you know. So it's like it's so inherently evil. 
So is your opinion of them like shared by a lot of folks around where you live or is uh, it to the strength that I have it? No, they're just like, you really don't like them. I'm like, cause they blow. They're like, no, they blow, but like you're being really aggressive about it. And I'm like, I don't actually do anything. It's just a thought I have. Like it's those fucked up thoughts you have on here. I just choose to say them out loud because I'm like, what the fuck are they going to do? Nothing. Right. Like, nothing. They're going to do anything. Gonna be like, it's a victimless crime English over there i'd be like hey um kill yourself anyway victimless crime (laughs) yeah you know like yeah it's like retail theft it's like oh you know just like old amish lady just like walking down this just fucking (laughs) the world at large was unchanged (laughs) yeah it would have yeah the the only net effect would be like an angel gets his wings every time you push an Amish down kind of thing. <laughs> oh lordy, lordy! So you said you've been doing this well, two years? Do y'all do? Do you have y'all yeah, done video um, the whole two years? Or yes and no. There was a period of time that we were having difficulty actually linking the the interface for the stream to the streaming server if that makes sense yeah so sometimes it would work sometimes it wouldn't sometimes audio on our end would come through but not on the guests other times it would right. be like guests would come through and it's like audio routing is even troubleshooting it it was like there was no like uh, like doing everything i knew how to do and it was like okay well yeah yeah, that's kind audio of routing. Backburnered for a while, got a new computer, and then it worked fine from there. But then they shut down the server. So it's like, okay, cool. Right. So, yeah, the plan is hopefully I have like, I believe only one more interview in 2022. And I will just be publishing those episodes. But at some point, I'm going to take a little bit of time off just because I've kind of been grinding. Yeah. at this for a minute now you know like i'll do like this is my second recording this week sometimes i'll do two three recordings a week and i got you know i gotta publish these episodes because i don't really change my publishing time like i pretty much do it episodes come out every other thursday so i have a backlog at this point that that's the way to, to do it right there <laughs> oh yeah episode. for sure yeah. you get someone you can a, oh no yeah i have a i got a decent amount of episodes at this point so i'm going to put them out just in regular fashion and then kind of take some time weigh the options as far as you know finding a different streaming resource maybe like kind of like you know having the website and putting it right to the website or right. i don't really like twitch but maybe going back to twitch might do youtube um gonna look into Streamyard and maybe do some stuff like facebook live instagram live kind of thing like that Right. So I don't know for what the future holds for Jake and the Dingus, but needless to say, in 2023, there will be some level of announcement. Right. It. Okay. Okay. So it's that's the, the, the whole, the whole, uh, everything's kind of changing right now in the social media spheres and the content creation and distribution spheres. And these companies are just starting to realize this is, it's unsustainable. Because, I mean, YouTube is still not profitable. It has never been no. profitable. Um, yeah. And people are demanding higher quality video. And that, I mean, that takes space. That takes bandwidth. Yeah. 
we we pay for all of our space and bandwidth and all that stuff um so you know i know i know how it is i run my own mastodon instance um we've got a lot of and like, like i like the techie nitpicky parts of it too so it's kind of, that's yeah. part of the hobby for me is hey i wonder if i can run like, a mastodon honestly instance. in talking to you like you you really are talking about like more so the technical aspects of the recording and video and like the computer right. than i've ever had any other guest really talk about you know like i've had like talk about editing and distribution software but it's like you're getting into like really like server space and stuff like oh that. yeah it's yeah like, oh, okay like, to me like that's i've learned so much about uh running a linux server and yeah. uh, setting up cron jobs for things and you know even just writing your own rss feed instead of having a host we don't have blueberry or um anchor or any of those we we have a server with our files on yeah. it and we point we handwrite the rss feed to point everything where it needs to go um and it gives you a certain level of freedom i can go in and do anything i want to my rss feed at any time to yeah. add new podcasting 2.0 features to uh, give other people access to edit things on our podcast. Some of our listeners write our chapters file for us, which right. is awesome because I released the episode or Lilo does. Um, this is on the weekly fun fact Friday. And the minute it goes out, one of our producers, um, what's what we call our listeners. Um, yeah. <laughs> one of our producers goes there. He, we've given him access to our FTP. So he can upload files. He goes and creates the whole chapter files, finds images and links for everything that we talk about and creates a chapters list and uploads that to the server. So anybody after he's listened to the show and done this, which is normally an hour and a half after we release, give or take anybody who goes using a podcasting 2.0 app that supports that supports chapters will get the benefit of that. They'll get to see yeah. the picture of what we're talking about. They'll get to see uh, the meme that we're talking about. He goes and finds all this stuff, puts it in for us. And as a result of that, we give him a split of all of the money we get through the, the value payments. Nice. It's all automatic. So yeah. anytime somebody donates uh, Bitcoin to us, uh, Dreb Scott, that's his name, guy who does it. Mm. He, um, he gets 8, 8% of everything that we get. Or no, nice, 10%. Good cut. Yeah, 10%, 10% actually. But he's he's honest. So like he if also, you need me to write jokes for you or something like that, and you know, <laughs> yeah, we would give you a split. That's how it works. Yeah. I'm uh, not on, above that. I, I can go straight for sure. Yeah, the um the on Meetus Pod, I always offer that in the last couple episodes because I've only recently got into it. But uh, every actor or musician or author that I deal with now, I send them a tutorial of how to set up a wallet and receive. Mm -hmm a split of anything that we get for donations for that particular episode. Yeah. No, it's, it's programmable money is essentially what it is. Yeah. No, nah, that's really cool. And, um, you know, we'll get a big fat 20, $30 donation through it and $3 goes to this person and $2 goes to this person and 80 yeah. cents goes to this person. And I don't have to do any accounting or I don't have to keep up with right. it. Right. It just, it's just, it's in there. the RSS it feed. It goes, Yeah, they get it. So nice. it's a yeah. cool thing. They're doing it with yeah, music. It now sounds too. cool. It just seems like a lot of like for the 
average podcaster that almost seems like more trouble than it's worth if that makes sense like it just seems like that's labor intensive when i did it it was because i had to go in and manually do these things and build the raspberry pi and but now uh fountain the fountain app it's a podcast app uh you can just literally sign up and claim your podcast and they give you a wallet and you can do the splits right there in the app, right there, right there in the app. Uh, you can also get a, there's an extension for Chrome and Brave and all those Chrome things that it's called Get Alby, I think. Yeah, uh, A-L-B-Y. And it's just a browser extension that lets you get a wallet. So they've made nice. it real easy. Um, and yeah. then there's one called Satoshi Stream. That's a, you have to have Telegram, um, the Telegram messaging app but you can get on there and claim your podcast and start receiving money. It's really neat. Uh, we have a good time with it. There's a growing community of podcasts that are doing it. And the, you know, the money's starting to get, a lot of people were donating like a hundred Satoshis, 200 Satoshis, which is like two cents, nine cents, yeah. you know? Mm. Uh, but now, I mean, we're getting 300,000 Satoshi donations. I mean, it's, you know, real money It's 40 or 50 bucks. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, oh, you start sure. getting those big ones and you're like, wow, this is, this is worth it. Um, yeah. So it, it's a cool program and they're doing it with music now too. There's a couple of bands that have released albums using this mm. system. So like the drummer gets, oh, that's smart. Yeah. yeah the drummer gets a split or listen, you know, from Apple music or Spotify or whatever, mm-hmm. which is like negligible at best. Yeah. And the, the cool part is that, like I said earlier with the, the Patreon versus the value for value, Patreon, you're limiting how much somebody can give you a month. You're saying yeah. the most my show is worth is $8 a month. That's the most it could possibly be worth. Whereas we've had one of our listeners send us $300 donation one time. It was like on our hundredth episode or something like that. They were like, here, here's $300. That's what your show is like, worth to me. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, we're we're a kids show. We're very kid friendly, and him and his daughter listen to the show every week. It's quality time that they spend together, and they have a good time with it. So he's like, "Here you go." Yeah, no, that's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, and you know, it's not like sounds like you're you're just rolling with it, and you know, like sometimes I ask, it's like, "Oh, like what do you you know anticipating you know." five or 10 years but it sounds like i mean you're in like you're kind of you're doing you're doing it peter you're doing it. <laughs> it's we're, we're trying um it, and like i've looked at it and we could probably no actually never mind we when we were looking at ads like it we'll get emails and crap saying oh we want to do you know blah, blah, blah. And i'm like look at the money and i'm like if we start doing ads i feel like a lot of our supporters will stop sending money right and the, yeah, it's not like as far as ads like it has to be like for your case you'd have to get like a substantial yeah deal. so but we uh so after looking at it and we were like this is not there's nowhere near enough money in ads for us to be unprincipled about it we want to be we were very against ads on a principle level and i was like that being said we will do a 30 second ad read that we write for $1 million. 
The so first is that company. Your, so honestly, is that your number? It yes, that is our number. For for one million dollars, we will do a thirty second ad read, but we get to write the ad, and it will be is beneficial. That, <laughs> to be fair, is that really your number, or if you got like a serious like, hey, we'll give you fifty grand for one minute, and it's a 50. real offer. 50 grand 50, for one minute and they send a contract dollars for it. a one minute ad read and you have to play it across the next 20 episodes i don't feel like that's enough and i, I mean I, that ain't I'm chump change coming, though you know what i'm saying that is not chump change but i'm not um i'm not a rich man um <laughs> And that is a, that's a life-changing amount of money. Yeah. But God, that, that would be tough to take. Now you push it up to a hundred thousand. Then I'd, I'd really seriously have to consider it. It would be a, it would be a, I, I'd stay up thinking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Counter offer 70,000 for 30 episodes. One minute ad read. Mm. is the product something i believe in is it a product that i actually believe is a good product because that would matter okay what's a product that what's a product that matters a product that i i i um let's say clark's shoes the brand clark's i like clark's shoes they make good quality shoes i know i'm just I'm, i'm sitting here i'm wearing some clark's shoes i've had them for like four years and they're still in really good shape so, you know, it's something that, uh, that I, I believe in the product. When I go buy shoes, I'm, I'm leaning towards the Clarks, right? Not an ad, by the way. Um. All right, all right. How about, um, okay, all right. so here's something that maybe you believe in or not, but I think it's a good thing. Um, like betterhelp.com, like a, a online therapy website. See, I, I don't know enough about them. Um, I don't know how much they charge. I don't know their company policies are about different things. Um, I'd like, have hey, to really, really like what in. you're doing. We like the audience you have. We think more young people need to get help and we want to push accessibility to it. We'd like to, you know, we want to work out. We'll give you $70,000 for one minute ad time, you know, for 30 episodes. And it has to be placed within the first, you know, 10 minutes of your program. Cause that's a real like that, that would be like a, an actual right kind of ad offer it's like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. what are um, you doing you have you know you have to say this this and this and because yeah like i know and i know better help does do a lot of uh podcast ads but mm. i'd i would have to really look into the company like really because there's some things that some companies do that i will not give money to anything that company does because of those certain things that they do um things that they support or don't support. Um, and, and I would have to be ideologically aligned with a company to do an ad like that. But I think 70,000 for a one minute ad read, I think we could probably do that if I agree with the company. <laughs> You're um, like, I could make that. I could I think, wrestle yeah. with the ethics. Of well, that. yeah. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that, that's a chunk of change, you know? Yeah. yeah um, not a small chunk either. And I know we would like, lose a lot of support but um it would just have to be yeah it would be have to be like you know everybody listened we had to make a choice on this it was uh too much to turn down 
you know? <laughs> so Yeah. And I think like I don't think ads, in my opinion, detract that much once you get to a certain listenership. Does that make sense? Like if you're if you're in the multiple tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of listens at a certain point, it's almost to be anticipated. Yeah. And then there's but one of the things that we talk about a lot is how much we hate ads um, on an ideological level. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it, we you'd have be, to change that up for right. sure. <laughs> so with our current listenership, we would lose all of our current listeners, I'm guessing, not all, a good chunk of our current listeners because of the philosophy. All right. Okay. So let's say we, let's say we lose 40% of our current listeners. Um, where we're at right now, if somebody came to us with that, I would be skeptical of why, but <laughs> just because we don't have those yeah, numbers. You're like, okay. <laughs> now, if we had the numbers that would, somebody would offer that, um, it may be that we would have to see, I don't know. Cause like the way we push value for value, mm-hmm. I, I know how many downloads we get exactly. Um, because of the way that I release the feed, it goes through this thing called OP3, which tracks everything. Um, it's an open source thing. Uh, so I've got very accurate numbers and I can do the math on it. And we get, um, we get a, a ridiculous amount of money for the number of listeners we get. If you compare it to ads, like the per listen, like dollar value. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's it's a very very high CPM as they call it, you know. <laughs> yeah, I I know the CPM. Yeah, we have a very yeah, no, it's, very yeah, high one. It's not worth it a lot of times. Sometimes I look at it, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah you know, had. But know, if you funny. if you ask from your listeners, uh, for for example, no agenda, um, yeah. they just had their fifteen hundred episode, right? And doing the math on just the donations over $50 for that one episode. Now, granted, they have 1,500 episodes under their belt, yeah. but they probably made $150,000 on that one episode. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Once, you know, once you get there, it's like, yeah. you know, it's not much for one person to be like, oh, here's, you know, five bucks or whatever. Someone has more means, you know, they might give a little more, but then, yeah, once you multiply that, that's why Kickstarters, you know, are such a, like, because it can, have this right. multiplication or this exponential kind of effect. Right. And, you know, they, they get, if you listen to their show regularly, there's somebody that was keeping track of all of the donations they mentioned on the show to kind of be like, here's how much they make an episode. Isn't that ridiculous? Why are you giving them money? But it comes to that philosophy of value for value. It doesn't matter how much, if, if they had $20 million each in the bank and they were sitting in their mansions, it's whether or not the content that they're giving me for free yeah has value to me right and yeah and they're not saying like you have to give us money it's just right. like if you want to give us money and it's also a barometer of whether you should even continue your damn podcast because yeah. <laughs> if i'm sitting here and i've got i don't know 20,000 listeners mm-hmm. i'm not running ads 
And I'm just saying, hey, if my show's worth anything to you, send me a little bit of money, whatever you think's a good amount. And literally yeah. nobody sends me any money out of 20,000 yeah, people, like, nobody. Hmm. That tells me there's 20,000 people downloading my show, but are just doing it for background noise and have no, no right. care whether or not if I continue. Yeah. Whereas our show, Fun Fact Friday, we get good solid donations like on a monthly basis we have people on monthly recurring donations we have ones that come in one-time deals and that tells us that there's people out there who are excited when our show pops up in their podcast app yeah they're like oh no, a new sure. episode you know yeah um get that alert yeah it's a little, little under, ding oh we you know because we have a good time on the show um and then there's the acknowledging the value that was given back to you so you give them a shout out on the show. Yeah. Or you say, hey, once you've reached, uh, once you've given us a, a good amount, we'll, you know, we'll send you some stickers or something yeah. like that. And half the time they're like, no, nah, don't worry about it. Yeah. You know, uh, whereas on Patreon, it becomes almost a transactional thing. It's like, I'm donating $3 a month. You owe me stickers. You know, yeah. that's kind of the feeling I got from a couple of patrons, patrons that we had. On that system, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. No, I totally, I totally, I totally get the notion of the. It's the difference between the the donation for out of the goodness that lies within you versus, you know, oh, it's the the drive through donation at McDonald's, but you get you know a coupon for free fries kind of thing. Right, it's like I threw twelve cents in, so I could get some free fries. That's why I did it on Patreon. <clears throat> you know, I, I, I was, I was only going to give you a dollar a month because I feel like that's what your show is worth to me, but I'll go ahead and do the $3 a month for a couple of months and get a couple of stickers. So yeah. why not just say, give me what you want. And if you want some stickers, let me know, you know? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> I feel like, like you're like, yeah, it doesn't cost me much. Like here, go for it. Yeah, there's a couple, couple stickers and a, a couple of stamps. And yeah. uh, we've just kind of said, if you want stickers and you're going to stick them somewhere, especially where other people are going to see it, mm. we'll send them for free. Yeah. Because that's advertising for us. Yeah. I know um, Bleach Bros will do that frequently. Like, just and like the, like, we'll send you stickers. You just send us a picture of where you put it at, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. There, I mean, there's Meetus Pod stickers um, all over the country. I've seen them. People send me pictures, they'll see one. Because I just send them out to people. Anybody who wants one. Yeah. And I'll, I'll go somewhere and we'll meet. When, I, when we go traveling, I always like to talk to locals. I always try yeah. and strike up conversations. And um, I'm a pretty good conversationalist. And after a little well, while, I mean, I'll be you like, do it like semi professionally. So like, <laughs> it would be weird if you were bad at it. Right. You know? <laughs> it's like, like why, why did you pick that? Do woodworking or something. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but I'll, I'll say, hey, you know, stick these around. And like, I'll see somebody will be like, oh, I saw a Metaspod sticker out in the wild. It's stuck on like a light pole at some intersection. Or um, there's one on a sewer grate in, the urinal, in Asheville. You know, yeah, in the urinal where that. people can aim yeah. right at it. Like, what am I peeing on? Let me Google that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's one on a, a sewer, a manhole in Asheville, North Carolina. Somebody stuck on there. Um but yeah, it's it's free advertising. Um, uh, oh, yeah. po what another podcaster, Larry Blydner, he does that Larry show, fantastic show. Um, he 
made old timey key rings like that you would have when you went to a CD motel on the side of the road on route 66, oh, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the diamond shaped cheap yeah. plastic. He made a bunch of yeah, those that say ones. that have his, uh, his website on it. And then he rented a billboard uh, on route 66 for his podcast. He's like that Larry show, the podcast for the road. Yeah. Cause he knew a lot of truckers listen to his show. So he's like, okay, so I've got the trucker audience. Let me get all the truckers. You know, yeah. <laughs> everybody yeah. goes down. I want a hundred percent of the truckers. And then that got me thinking, where can we be advertising more? Um, so we, for 40 bucks in our town, you can get a float in the Christmas parade. <laughs> so I was like, so 40 bucks. This Christmas, is it this Christmas? You're no, having a last float? Christmas. Oh, it was last Christmas. Yeah. Last Christmas. Um, I gave you my heart. The very next day you gave it away. Uh, no, we uh, <laughs> had some banners made up for 40 or 50 bucks a piece last Christmas. No, no, no. Anyway, yeah, anyway um, <laughs> no singing. The yeah. uh, like, got some banners made up, yet, like, um, <laughs> stuck it on the side of the truck, uh, put some QR codes on there uh, to subscribe to the show. And we actually live broadcasted an episode from the float. Nice. And if you hit the Q, if you hit the QR code, you could listen right then. Yeah. And listen to what what we're we're talking about. We were pretty much just talking about with everything. God. Yeah. So I really need to up. Like this is inspiring me. I'm like I gotta do some (laughs) shit with my shit. Like (laughs) you know, like I'm good at like I'm good at this part. Like I do funny (laughs) shit. I make people laugh. Like I got that down. I'm like I gotta I gotta branch out my marketing now. Like God only. You can, you can outsource the marketing or you can get like, uh, one, one person is more on the marketing side. One person's more on the production side, you know, stuff like that. And me, me and my kiddo were a team and then my wife, you know, she's supports us hundred percent anything we need. You know, she helps us out with whatever. She just doesn't like to get on mic. I think she's been on mic twice, like one word or something like that. Um, it's kind of the no. silent partner, you know? Hmm? She's just like, no. And you're like, right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we did an episode on instruments and she came in and played one of the instruments because my daughter wasn't good at it. So she ran in real quick and played something and then said something I'm like, Oh, that's all I've got or whatever, you know? Um, so she just kind of in the background most of the time. So. Well, I guess speaking of instruments and as the transition, so we're kind of getting to the point going to be winding down here, but I like to, and have for every episode, we end with a game. So since you are, I would say a fairly substantial audio presence, you understand, you know, speaking and sound and the things that go into that i have a list here of some of the most triggering or cringy sound effects and (laughs) i want to get your thoughts on is this i don't know I, i guess probably cringy I would say cringy would be better. Is this, does the sound make you cringe or are you fine with it? So it's going to be just going to go through a list. I'm going to give you the sound and you can tell me like, does it make you cringe or are you okay with it? So meet us pod. Are you ready to play? 
Sure. All right. Number one, cringy or not, microphone feedback. Okay. <clears throat> microphone feedback. When you when you deal with a lot of audio and audio engineering is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing worse than that is a slight buzz that you cannot track the source of. Uh, just like a, it's just like a hum. It's just a really yep. just one mid-tonal hum. And you're like, yep. what the f and you fuck? Have, like, who has the TV on right now? Like, what the fuck is that? You've turned off every circuit except the one running your gear. You've yep. unplugged every cable and replugged it in, blown in it to get any dust out. You've done every possible thing you can do, and it's still there. That's worse than the feedback, but... The feedback is normally pretty easy to fix. So it's not the worst cringe, but you're still, you know, you're like, ah, yeah, it's a, it's a temporary cringe. slight cringe. We'll say it's, it's, it's a slight cringe. All right. Cringy or not wet sneakers in particular on hard floors. Squeaky oh, sneakers. Not at all. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I lied for yeah when when my squeaker squeakers when my sneakers start squeaking <laughs> when my clarks start squeaking when my clarks not an ad start squeaking <laughs> no when I when I go into a place and I've got my sneakers on and they're like squeak I just start squeak 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 I love it it's I love it probably because my wife hates it so <laughs> nice nice I I approve that I approve right that. <laughs> all right cringy or not sound of bees buzzing like nearby oh real life yes <laughs> real yeah. life um i've used bees buzzing in audio mixes before no, because of the just, psychological effect yeah you're just outside you're mowing the lawn mm. nope nope that's where I wear, wear over the ear headphones when I mow the lawn or anything. <laughs> you're like, you're like, you I know you're not. there. I'm not. I'm not engaging in this tomfoolery right no. now. No, uh, went to turn on the propane for our grill and reached underneath there, and there were uh, it was a hornet's nest, uh, yellow jackets, nice. five stings on my hand at the exact same time. Oh, oh. thought I was oh. gonna die. Okay. <laughs> or cut your hand off you're like Fuck well i didn't know if i was allergic or not so oh you'll I find had, out quick though. yeah i ran <laughs> in and tied off my hand with a uh, piece of rope just to you know to make sure it wasn't going to start streaking up my arm and yeah. it didn't i wasn't allergic so but it still hurt for a couple of days yeah you're like, so yeah that noise wasn't thrilled I, about it <laughs> i turn into a ninja uh when yeah. when i hear that noise <laughs> My favorite thing is my mother has a back deck and in the summer I'll you know like sit out with her yeah. you know just hanging out or whatever and she has carpenter bees in there and I take my flip-flop off and I batter the shit out of those fuckers like Aww. I mean whole, like like Mickey fucking mantle like <laughs> if like and you hear it connect like when you hit that baseball you know like you want to talk about like great sounds that crack of that yeah. you know that line drive double that's me every fucking time with these fucks just i was it and they're it, like you feel it like you, yeah it's, it, they got weight to like them you feel it up your arm. yeah they got uh they got some weight to them i was uh yeah. going out to smoke a cigarette 20 years ago it was like my first job i was going on a smoke break 
And when I stepped outside, was your job 20 years ago? Yeah, it was. That that was a job you could get. Um, <laughs> in 2000, you're just like, yeah, back in yeah, 2000, just, yeah, back just, the, we call it the good old days. <laughs> the good old days. Before the Patriot Act. Um, I went to, I opened the door and I swear there was a a hornet like right outside the door, like sharpening his stinger, waiting for somebody to open the door. (laughs) And he made next motherfucker that I see. (laughs) He's made a a beeline right for my face. (laughs) That scared me. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. You know what? Absolutely. Absolutely. It does. Here at Jake and Dingus, we have uncovered life's mysteries. Uh, there it is. Be lies. <laughs> um, or cringy or not. And it's kind of, this would be a little more, I guess, situationally appropriate, but with Thanksgiving coming up, I think this works. When you hear your relatives arguing. Like, oh, I just, room. that is, that is the, yeah, I just avoid it. It is yeah. a very cringe because I know that it's uninformed person arguing with uninformed person. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, fucking God. <laughs> so I'm just like, all right. Uncle Al's talking about the Senate again. I'm like, okay, <sighs> go, 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 go. Here comes the flat earth talk. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like kind of a cringe. It's really more of a sigh. You're just like, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. You're, eh. you just know, yeah. you know, to avoid that room for a while. Yeah, you're just like I'm gonna go in the garage. I think I'll be back later. I'm I'm, I'm pretty good at turning a conversation into something else. I'm you know real good at segues. I'll be like they'll they'll be like you know so so uh, what do you think about January sixth? Where do you fall on that? And I'm just like dinosaurs are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you're like it's after January fifth, but before January seventh. <laughs> Spe- speaking of dates today is thanksgiving yeah <laughs> let's what talk about that for? <laughs> i have i have personal feelings for this next one but i do want your take uh All right. cringy or not the fork or knife scraping on the plate that's but, um if i do it it's fine if, if anyone else <laughs> the noise you're like nope uh-uh. um it it actually will it's so cringe it will make me lose my appetite for a minute You're or two like, like i can't eat I, I like the rage it puts into my head like when my kid does it or something or anybody yeah. nearby anybody just bystanders Any, just yeah anybody nearby we're at a restaurant and it happens and i'm just like yeah. the the chin sticks out and i get all mad <laughs> yeah, like we're leaving now but we just i don't care we're going <laughs> waiter box up my food <laughs> yeah like you, just, you didn't even order yet like I don't care. <laughs> box up don't someone's care. food someone anyone in the house bring, bring me their food uh cringy or not that morning alarm oh no okay there's two the buzz the beep the buzz the beep i've got a beep this yep quietly starts and then rises in volume and i can right and i can i can snooze that one because it's just like a okay yeah whatever not that bad okay my wife's alarm i think it's it may just be because i can't reach it 
to turn it off. Is it like <laughs> so a I, submarine diving sound? You're just like, what is that? No, it's whatever her phone's default alarm is. So it's like this song that's supposed to be like pleasant to wake up to. But since I can't stop it without like rolling over and smacking my wife or yelling at her, it, it, I can't stop it. So it, it has become, if I hear this song, if she were to play it in the waking hours, instant rage. Instant rage. That's why I, you never set a song you like as your wake up alarm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just a, something, yeah, horrible. It's just the, you know, I don't know, the sound of the Amish or whatever. It's like, ah, <laughs> <stop it>. ah. <laughs> Hezekiah, bring me that hammer. <laughs> I just wake up, start sweating instantly. <laughs> oh, that's oh, the God. Hezekiah. Bring me that hammer. Good. <laughs> Cringy or not, someone slurping the bottom of a drink. Like, okay, having been a having been a server at a restaurant, that that one's especially cringy for me. <laughs> because people do that to get your attention instead of yeah. saying, "Excuse like, me." <laughs> right. Out. Um, I, and, oh, I had somebody snap their fingers at me one time to get my attention. Did you immediately fist fight them? I, (laughs) uh, (laughs) no, um, but the, the great part was that I was working the bar. Uh, it was a, a steakhouse, a national steakhouse chain based on Australian culture. Uh, (laughs) I didn't think they had culture. I thought that was like the whole <laughs> shtick, right? That's the um, thing. They but I was working the completely uncultured persons. Right. Uh, it was Outback. Drinks only the, come and shoot. That's the only. <laughs> they got kangaroos or something. Um, yeah. The. I've met some, I've actually had a couple of really cool voice actors from Australia. The uh, whole episode was Australians. Um, oh, that's the, anyway, neither here nor there the guy snapped his fingers at me to get my attention. And I was kind of on the other side of the bar and I looked over at him and he started doing this, like come here, like swinging his finger around up in the air to come here. And I walked over and put my hand out. Like I was going to shake his hand and he's like, okay. And he just instinctively put his hand up and I shook his hand. I was like, thank you, sir. Thank you for buying around for the entire bar. Because yeah. that's the symbol for buy yeah. around. Yeah, that's the, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh no, no, no!" I was just trying to get your attention. I was like, "Oh, well, that's when you say excuse me. You don't snap your fingers because you snap your fingers and do your hand like, finger hey, like hey. there like that." Yeah, you owe everybody would, yeah, a beer. Yeah, like, 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 hey, every <laughs> waters, waters all around, waters all around. Um. Yeah, everybody gets all free water. Uh, that was a great job. I enjoyed my time at that job snapping and all we had a lot of fun well uh made made 20 bucks one night because this guy bet me i wouldn't break a plate because he thought we like like, get in trouble (laughs) yeah no i immediately picked the plate up and just threw it into the wall (laughs) it was like 20 dollars. okay thank you (laughs) and then you go give a buck to your boss and say hey i broke a plate here's a dollar i'm sorry i broke a plate like whatever (laughs) yeah they cost a buck a piece to replace yeah it's like yeah it's rest like i mean it's not like you're fine dining or anything it's like right bar. <laughs> exactly all right two more okay cringy or not sniffling you're sitting somewhere and you keep hearing some go 
Yeah. Um, it's cringy. So to, to answer the question, it's cringy. But you having a kid, you kind of get used to it. Yeah, it's like you're just desensitized to it. That you're point. completely you're like, because it's constant. Blow your fucking now. nose, okay? Exactly. Like just go. There's tissues in the bathroom. Please blow your nose. Now that being said, since we've started the podcast, um, my daughter is very cognizant of mouth noises and sniffling. Yeah, because when you put your you know your your cans on and you sniff, you hear it. You're like, oh, oh, that's what that sounds Whoa. like. <laughs> but yes, I I hate it. I hear it hear it at work all the time. And but you, you learn to filter that out with a brain filter. Yeah, yeah it's just, just more human gross noises. Now, if it sounds right. super wet, that's really bad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like like you you hear it. Or like when someone snorts, like they're gonna hawk a loogie, and it's like yeah. you kind of hear it hit the back of their throat. You but, can hear the glorp. oh, you're nasty. Can hear the glorp coming. The glorp, <laughs> the glorp's on its way. Just <laughs> all right. Last one. Cringy or not, when the smoke alarm battery dies. Ah, uh, it it's cringy, but it I just immediately change it. <laughs> immediately like you're uh, never so really like in, it's like in the middle of the night and like i found like this is my and okay here's the worst like i live in an apartment building and i changed my smoke alarms but there's ones in the hallway right and if those go out i lose my fucking mind it's like <laughs> all Oh my God. Like, and I've gone and like, I'm not changing the battery, but I just fucking take it off. I'm like, yeah. I'm not dealing with this. Like I no. like we can all burn and die, but like, fuck this. I need to sleep. <laughs> like uh, they sell a fucking warning there. Like, Oh my God. They either sell or they have a DIY kit that you can make of a device that makes a beeping noise like that at random intervals between eight to 20 minutes at different volumes so <laughs> tracking it down is <laughs> very hard <laughs> you're checking all of them you're testing them you, and then just wait just... you put it put it in somebody's cubicle at work and there's like yeah. you know 70 cubicles and so like there's this cluster of 10 that you don't know where it's coming from yeah. <laughs> who the fuck's the noise we we actually had that at work. Uh, I work IT for a medical coding and billing company. And um, we had these UPS devices to keep, you know, battery backups for the computers. And when one of them would go bad, it would do that. It would beep. And it almost seemed yeah. random how often they would beep. Yeah, you're just like... And I'm like, oh, God. And they're underneath everybody's desk back in the corner yeah. of the cubicle. So I'd like crawl yeah, under like desks. It's like a convenient spot. No. You're like, oh, cool. I'm going to have to be really invasive here. Yeah, so it, it was that was a that was a fun couple of weeks when they all started losing their their battery backups. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, big bummer, big bummer there. Meetus, meetus pod. Thank you so much for joining me today. I personally had a blast. Oh yeah, I did too. Really awesome talking with you. Before we get wrapping, one more time, let the people know where they can find you at. All right, you can find my audio fiction podcast 
meetuspod at meetuspod.com. And you can find Fun Fact Friday with Leela and David at funfactfriday.com. We are on all major podcast platforms, but we highly recommend you use a podcasting 2.0 compliant app that has all of the cool features because we put a lot of work into getting those extra features into the shows. Um, and you're only getting part of the experience if you don't use them. You can go to newpodcastapps.com or nudepodcastapps.com. And they will both For link a very you. different experience. <laughs> they both forward to the podcast index, which has a list of all of the new apps and platforms and all that stuff. So uh, I recommend, I like CurioCaster is really good and it's web-based if you don't want to download anything. And Fountain is great for boosting and making audio clips and whatnot. So awesome. And yeah, guys, be sure to give, give them a follow, give them a listen. And as always, be sure to give us a like and follow as well. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Jake Dinga Show. Just a reminder, we got new episodes coming out every other Thursday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your content. So meet us, meet us pod. I appreciate you. Thank you.